quickly to the line. Back to throw is Jones. Looking, looking, looking. Has all day. Fastball over the middle. Touchdown, Giants. Jones takes the snap. He's back to throw. Delivers it right. Caught by Slayton on the run. He's to the 20. Breaks left 15. To the 10. To the 5. Touchdown, Giants. Quick hitter off to the right to go to Tate. Wide receiver screen. He's got a crease. Across midfield. Down the right side line. 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown, Giants. 61 yards to Golden Tate. Jones back, has time, over the middle, he's got Tate, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown Giants! Disappointed we lost, I understand the importance of every game, especially this game, and um, you know, it was a hard-fought game, we found a way to be down 14 points, and then we found a way to be up, and then we found a way to be down, we lost it, and so that's the reality of it, um, I'm sure. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 11 of Drawing About the G-Men Giants Football Podcast. I'm Jace Garcia, joined, like always, with Sean Scanlon and Joe Aguirre. This game. I, I, I hate myself for getting my hopes up. And I mean, my hopes were up, rightly so. They were winning. I mean, they, they started off down, like, like you just heard Pat Shermer say. They were down 14, came back, were up, and they, they, they were only down seven. They had a chance to win, the, but it just didn't happen. What would you guys think of the game? A dark, dark spot for uh, Giants franchise. Um, it was a bad, bad loss against the Jets, a team that a lot of people expected us to go in and win the game in the, the Battle of MetLife. So, yeah, definitely disappointing to see. Um, one of the biggest uh, weaknesses right now, I think, is the secondary um, by far. The Giants have already allowed 12 pass plays of 40-plus yards um, this year, most in the NFL, and they only allowed eight all of last season. So the explosive plays have to stop. Um, teams are just throwing over the top like it's nothing against us. Um, so with that, I think that the secondary definitely needs to improve. I think that we need to get some of the young guys in there for the end of the season. Um, guys like Julian Love, who still hasn't seen significant snaps. Um, yeah. They've started to use Ballantyne in there, which is good. Uh, you saw Sam Beal a little bit at the end of the last game when Janoris came out. So I think it's time to um, get those young players some experience in there, get them some reps, and um, evaluate them going into next season. Um, another with the defense, Dalvin Tomlinson actually had a pretty good game, as well as Leonard Williams. So the Front defensive line is starting to get it done. Dalvin with nine tackles, a sack, and a QB hit. Leonard Williams didn't put much up in the box score, but he did have four QB hits, so he was getting after the quarterback. And then uh, Jabril Peppers actually played another good game. Six yeah. tackles, tackles for loss, and a, a pass deflection. So you, you see some, some signs of uh, bright spots on this defense. You see some players that can contribute moving forward, but um, the secondary is just there's so much youth on it right now that they're just getting torn up. Um, offensive side of the ball, Daniel Jones, another great game. Aside from the three fumbles, only one was lost. Definitely got to work on that. But over the past three games, he has nine touchdowns, one interception, and 840 passing yards. So there's definitely – he's definitely continued to show that he is the next franchise QB for this organization. Saquon, obviously a rough game. 13 carries only for one yard, which is terrible. Um, obviously, the O-line didn't help out, and it didn't help out that three of our starters were missing for most of the game. Um, Solder, um, 
jalapeno and then remmers so that didn't help out at all um but it looked like he lost his burst a little bit through the hole over the past couple of weeks. It looks like he's just starting to run into defenders and catch them instead of trying to run them over. And it looks like he's just trying to be a little cautious for himself. And I think that if you have a player that's being held back from injury, you have to take some snaps out for them, get Gallman in there a little bit more, or you just have to sit, uh, shut him down for the rest of the season, I think, honestly, because there's no point in throwing him out there. Same thing with Sterling Shepard. Um, with the big concussion scare, there's no point in throwing them back in there at this point, I think. I think it's time to throw your young guys in there, let them develop, and evaluate from there. Um, Darius Slayton, 10 catches, 121 yards, two touchdowns. I said this two weeks ago when he had a great game against the Lions, but um, the Daniel Jones to Slayton connection is going to be huge over the next couple of years. Um, he was a, a late-round steal, fifth-round pick. It's looking great right now. Historically, Gettleman's been good um, with his drafts. So there's, there's definitely some signs for optimism, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But again, a very, very dark spot for this uh, Giants organization. The Giants have allowed 83 quarterback hits. That is the worst in the NFL. We've been talking about this offensive line all year. This was supposed to be one of the strengths of this team. It was the one win, win now mode part of the entire team, and they've been god-awful. You mentioned the turnovers for Daniel Jones. Does anybody believe this kid was not worthy of the sixth pick, though? He's no. better than Baker. He's better than Darnold. He's better than Ro uh, Rosin. And he's better than Allen. So, for anybody who uh, wants to question the, the Giants, pass it on that group. They, they made the right move. Uh, Saquon's obviously hurt and, and, and trying to do too much for a team that isn't going anywhere. It probably would have been in the Giants' best interest to sit him another week. I watched the game on Sunday, and, you know, it's funny. Jace admitted just before we went on air here that at points he thought the Giants looked like the better team. And I assume that was when the Giants went ahead those couple of times because, to me, the Giants didn't look like they were as good a team as the Jets. Now, I think when you look at some of the talent – I think it's the you know, Saquon's good, Jones is better, uh, Ingram's good, Slayton. Uh, really, what a great a, a great steal he's been. But as a team, the system and everything, I, the the I, I knew the Jets were going to win the game. I had no disillusion that the Giants were going to pull out. I said I, I thought the Giants might score one more time, go ahead, only to blow it late because it's been more of that. This Giants team still doesn't remember how to win and close out a game. That's obvious. Pat Shermer, I think, continues to be the problem. I think his play calling is terrible. I don't think he puts this team in the right position to be able to win football games, and it's a shame. But here's the thing. The Giants are losing, and that's exactly what I've been preaching all season. Right now, they're sitting at the number three pick in the draft. Yep. If they lose four of their next six, and that's very likely, they'll probably secure one of the top three picks in this draft. And I think that's great because here's the thing. The Giants went in that game against the Jets, and uh, they, were, they were two and six, and the Jets were one and seven. And so I think in everyone's mind, 
that extra win and then the fact the Jets lost to the Dolphins, I think we sort of we're trying to convince ourselves that maybe maybe the Jets are a total disaster. For, don't forget Darnold missed all those games with mono. It's just so weird. But I think I, I think if you're taking an honest look at this Giants team, it, you know they are getting better in certain areas. The secondary is a disaster. You know it, it seems when the defensive line doesn't get pressure. The, the the secondary gets lit. It, it's it's almost automatic. If if they don't get the pressure, forget about it. It's like the secondary has no chance. Uh, I I don't know why Aldrich Rojas still has a job. Uh, I mean that's just you know, as bad as things are, he finds a way to make things worse. There is some upside to all this. The Giants' schedule from here on out, uh, with the exception of the Dolphins and the Redskins. Uh, one of the two teams they beat. And don't forget, they shouldn't have beat Tampa. That shouldn't have happened. This should be a one-win Giants team right now. They've got maybe two winnable games left on the schedule. And assuming they split those games, let's say they write out one and six, I think we're right where we want to be come draft time. Uh, you know, maybe Chase Young. Maybe, maybe the, I mean, because to me, that's the kind of guy this Giants defense needs. You need somebody like that that you could sort of build around because you got some nice pieces. I don't know that there's a piece to build around right now. And I think ultimately when you look at, at how to fix that defense, I think you need, you need that guy. Uh, and then again, uh, you know, I, I'm hearing all sorts of things that it's probably likely Shermer comes back next season uh, to continue the development of Daniel Jones, which I think is unfortunate. Um, you know, maybe he would take an offensive coordinator slot. I'm kidding. He obviously wouldn't do no. that, but it's it's unfortunate. Uh, I, I just – he is not the right guy for the job. That said, the Giants do go into 2020 probably with $100 million to spend in free agency. So – Yeah. They, they, it is possible that they could turn this ship around – I think the stupid and disillusioned part was that that Gettleman and Shermer, I think, thought they could just sort of rebuild on the fly, a la the New York Yankees a few years ago, and that's just yeah. not how it works. Yeah, it, you you're either all in or you're wasting time, and they were wasting time. Yeah, I got into an argument today with uh, my co-host on for Hard Hitting College Football and Hard Hitting Wrestling Show, Ovi. We, he's all like, they need to clean house. He's also a Giants fan. Giants need to clean house. Get Gettleman out of there. Get Shermer out of there. Shermer needs to go before Gettleman. Like Sean mentioned, Gettleman's built this team up. Like Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Darius Slayton. Those are all Gettleman picks, Mm -hmm. and they're all succeeding. So you can keep him around. But the play calling is the problem. Now... Joe, you mentioned how the Jets looked like a better team. I, I, I mean, obviously, I'm like the hopeless Giants fan here. <laughs> but say Hallie Apio, say Mike Remmers played, I, I think that game could be completely different. I, I do, and uh, it's it's rough. But uh, I, and you say like two. Two out of the six games left are winnable. But right now, who knows? The Giants love to just tug at your heartstrings. Who knows? Maybe they pull out some stupid win against the Eagles or something. And goodbye, Chase Young. 
here's someone else and let's hope that he's just as good which he won't but be is that what you want no would, would you like to this see the giants win four out of six you know and get like the ninth pick no I because want I, i'm watching these games and i'm thinking you know this is i love the giants believe me i mean it it, it ruined my sunday to lose to the yeah. friggin' jets the jets are my mets can't stand them. And the rare time you face them head to head, you just want to smush their face in. You know, but again, for me to watch that game, it was very clear to me that the Giants were the second best team on the field. And that's that's a sorry state of affairs. Again, it's the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Redskins, Giants, and then Jets right in front of them. That's the worst five teams in football. Yeah. Some people could even argue that the Dolphins might be ahead of the Giants right now after winning the past two games. <laughs> we'll see. I wasn't even going to say that, but... <laughs> I, I don't... It's a possibility. I mean, you never know. This... Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the talent disparity on this team. There's just, especially in the secondary and on this defense, there's just not a lot of uh, bona fide playmakers that have, or at least proven themselves in the NFL to this point. And um, we were talking about how Gettleman's been good in the draft and how they're going to have a lot of money to spend in free agency this year. But the, the bad thing about Gettleman is that he's historically a good drafter, but in free agency he's been terrible to this point. The only two um, free agents that have really contributed in a, a positive way over the past two seasons since he's got here are the two Goldens this offseason, uh, Golden Tate and then Marcus Golden, the edge rusher. And for Marcus Golden, he's on a one-year prove-it deal. We don't even know if he's going to be back next year because he's probably someone's going to be probably throwing a bunch of money at him in the offseason trying to get another uh, proven pass rusher. So I'd, I think that it's it's great to know that we're going to have a lot of money to spend in this offseason to try and, you know, uh, turn the ship around. But at the same time, it, I don't know if I trust the person who's um, going to be spending all this money. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, also... I'm going to try and look at the bright side. Sterling Shepard's been out, multiple concussions. Evan Ingram, obviously the foot. And then both Hallie Pio and Rimmers didn't play. And now adding on to that, Nate Solder, Janoris Jenkins, and Rhett Ellison all left the game with concussions. So, I mean, injuries are obviously a problem too. Mm -hmm. I think a, a healthy Giants team – could have won that game. Yeah. We we still haven't seen the combination of Ingram, Shepard, Saquon, and um, Tate at any point this season in no. any of the games. We haven't seen all four of them, include Daniel Jones, all five of them in the field at any point this season. So, I mean, in the offense, I, we still haven't seen the offense at full strength. And you mentioned more uh, more uh, injuries on the defense. It, it's We've been beaten up all season, even though – we, we shouldn't hang on that as an excuse. I think that it's you have to look at it at some point. We really haven't been at full strength, especially on offense, all year. Um, the, the concussions have been, have been pretty, uh, pretty numerous of late. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd, you'd expect it would be more the fans banging their head up against the wall, watching <laughs> these awful games, getting concussions. Uh, you know, look. There, there's a lot of things wrong right now with the New York Giants, and I, and I here's the cool part is again, you know, you got Saquon, you're right, you, you got Shepard, you got Jones, you got Slayton, you got Ingram, you know, you, you got Hernandez, you got some good young pieces on offense. Obviously on defense, you know, there there's some young guys in there, and we're seeing some of these guys get some more PT. 
I think we know who's got to go on that defense. Ogletree, uh, just to name one. Uh, Janoris Jenkins, um, you know, Anton Bethea. There's there's a there's a lot of problems back there. You know, uh, obviously uh, DeAndre Baker. Uh, hopefully, maybe in another year, he'll have time to learn the defense and the schemes. <laughs> that would be that would be nice. That would be great, man. I, I I love the idea that that guy's pretty much just out there, just kind of doing whatever. That's kind of what I did uh, when I played in high school. <laughs> I I uh, I only knew like four out of the twenty plays we called, and I only knew the ones where I was getting the ball or going out on a pass, um, and it worked. I got yelled at every now and again in practice. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you guys have no idea. They didn't. They didn't want to assume I didn't know the playbook because they thought I was the smartest guy in the team. <laughs> yeah, that's a real problem. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, you know, I, I, here's the, the ultimately. I, I think the Giants have to sit down and evaluate the coaching staff. You know, I think we all thought a lot of James Batcher. Uh, and the defense has not it, – it's been horrible. It's been horrible. The Giants, the Giants, when it comes time to make a stop, never make a stop. No. Every time they need – you're like, if they just – ah, first down, oh, touchdown. They never, they never step up when they need to. And, and again, I, I, it, they, they're either the worst group of people in the world – or the coaching isn't putting them in the right position. Also, and we've seen this time and time again, a fourth and two. Daniel Jones on a quarterback sneak. You, you've got, and I know he had a rough day, but you, yeah. you've got the, the best running back in football behind you and on a fourth and two. Uh, why? Why? Why are you? Why are you sticking this young quarterback's neck out there for a first down in a meaningless game against the Jets? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, have you seen Saquon's legs? That dude can run people over. If Saquon can't get <laughs> two yards on that play, you don't deserve to be on the field. That 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 cannot be. Listen. If you're nine and you know you're 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 let's say you're you're uh, nine and six going into week sixteen, yeah, throw it at Jones for this. There's no reason to be running sneaks with your rookie quarterback right now, yeah. not with Saquon back there. Give it to Goldman for crying out loud. That yeah. would have been a. But again, this is what I'm saying is, and then and then did anybody watch the post game? Uh, yeah. Once again, it's Pat Shermer saying stupid stuff like, yeah, a couple plays, uh, we had them. You did? Because I sat there and I watched that game and I never felt, even when the Giants were ahead a couple of times, I never felt like they were going to win the game. And, and, and I, I, again, I, I would, I'd love to sit down with Pat Shermer and watch a replay of the game and sort of see his reaction and see if he's really that optimistic and upbeat about, yeah, just a... Janoris Jenkins, eh, just a, a missed tackle there. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. He He's insane. Shermer came out and said that he, he doesn't foresee any coaching changes. Ownership did not like that, so they seem to be buttonheads. Who knows with this bye week? I, I think defensively something has to get changed. I mean, you brought it up. DeAndre Baker's just out there. 
He, he has no clue what he's, he's doing. He's just running around. If that doesn't if that doesn't show you how bad defensive coaching is, I I don't know what does. Now we have the bye week this week. I thought it'd be a fun idea to bring up the. I mean, the only thing we can look forward to at this point is the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm Mr. Draft. I'm looking to take Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper's job. <laughs> but, uh, Joe, you brought up Chase Young. Who Chase Young is obviously the goal. Chase Young should be the goal for everyone unless you need a quarterback. Who Who else do you guys see fitting in and providing production? For the Giants at a possible third overall pick. Uh, I think uh, Andrew Thomas, the uh, tackle yeah. for Georgia. We definitely need to look at our tackles, um, especially after the year that Remmers having having a terrible year after signing him in the offseason. And Solder, he's one of the highest paid players on this team, and he, he's not proven it. Um, so we definitely need help at tackles. Um, a couple other names I had were just uh, some cornerbacks, Jeffrey Okuda from uh, Ohio State yep. is having a great season, as long as uh, Christian Fulton from LSU. And then there's uh, – what's oh, it's Stefan Diggs, uh, Tre- Trevon Diggs. Yeah. He's having a good year. Um, we're definitely going to need some help in the secondary. So I think, yeah, you definitely look at uh, those two cornerback spots, tackle, and then obviously we mentioned Chase Young. If he happens to fall on the Giants' laps, then we are forever grateful because he is, he's going to be a big playmaker in this league for years to come. I like that you're saying if he falls into their lap. When I, I still think there's a pretty good chance the Giants may just lock up the number one pick. I think they could. No, They're Bengals, pretty bad. Bengals are terrible. I understand the Bengals are terrible. They can't win I, two games. I get that. You don't think they can win two games? No, not a chance. Not a chance. Did you think the Dolphins were going to win a game? I, yeah, I picked I him against the Jets originally until you we guys, talk you you guys gave me some did. crazy looks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, so my thought is, is the Bengals or the Dolphins or both, assuming that they're both in front of the Giants, are both probably looking at quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Two and, Burrows, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think as long as the Giants are at three, I think those teams are staring franchise quarterback in the face. I don't see how uh, – this is, again, why I don't want the Giants to win any more games. There's no reason to. What do you got to prove? I still will love the Giants. You know what I'm saying? I will love yeah. them either way. 4-12, and 12, I won't love that. 2-14, it's not fun. I'll put a paper bag over my head. But I will watch. And, I, I mean, I, I, to me – the, he's that's the guy the Giants need. It, it, you gotta, you've got to get. You, if you don't get him, I don't know that you're gonna get the kind of player. Um, again, look at Bosa with with the Niners, and you look at the numbers on that team. We talked yeah. about it a couple weeks ago. He, he's had a Lawrence Taylor effect on that defense. The Giants need somebody impactful on that defense. Literally, a guy you can build around. And I don't think there's anybody else. I don't know if there's anybody else that fits that bill. I, I don't know. I mean, you're the expert. Yeah. Is there, is there another big-time defensive lineman, linebacker guy that you feel is impactful enough that you could build a team around? Well, obviously, 
the the key prize is Chase Young. He's got, in my opinion, the ceiling of Lawrence Taylor, the floor of Joey Bosa on the Chargers this year. And, I mean, either way, you're all set there. But uh, I, I do like Okuda, who you mentioned. Uh, he's a solid cornerback. For Ohio State, the, t- the players that wear one and two are the best players on both mm-hmm. offensive and defensive. And Okuda's the two to Chase Young's one. Then, uh, do you think he's impact enough that he's a, he, you know what I'm saying? He, he, like a good corner is great. Like getting DeAndre Baker with the 30th pick last year, I like that move. I like that they moved up, and I like that they grabbed them there. And I think as soon as he learns the playbook, I think things are going to work out. But I'm I, I, I'm telling you this Giants this Giants defense is to me without an identity, and I think if you go back to the Lawrence Taylor days, and and then and then if you look in the aftermath of that, it was like the Jesse Armstead led team and mm-hmm. and and, and uh, Antonio, Antonio Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. There was that guy, and then obviously the defensive line, the Strahan's, Pierre Paul, Humanures, talking. I mean. There was those. There was the guys you could build around. There was those guys that you knew were going to get the job done, and you could sort of build the rest out. I don't know. I don't know that a cornerback, even from Ohio State, is is an impactful enough pick. You know, especially if you're in the top five. I think Chase Young is is literally the is the guy they need. I think you put a guy like that on that defense, and I think he makes everybody better. I'll give you another name. Isaiah Simmons, mm-hmm. linebacker from Clemson. This guy, people aren't talking about him as much as they should. Mm-hmm. He's built like a linebacker, obviously. He plays coverage like a cornerback. People people are talking about whether he's going to play safety or cornerback in the NFL. But he's got the size of a linebacker, and he can come downfield, and he can. he's an outside linebacker, so he can get to yeah. – he can rush too. So I think that is the second best. You got uh, okay. Other than that, I do like Okuda a lot. Even with Chase Young having to being suspended last week, the o- Ohio State's defense still put in work, mm-hmm. still stopped them, and uh, they'll have an easy job this week against Rutgers. <laughs> but he has Chase Young has done a lot, but Okuda is definitely the second best player on that team. And that team, and regardless, they they have been putting up. They've been not allowing barely any points. So I think I think Simmons is the second second prize, and then bronze medal is Okuda. All right. So let's, let's take a break from the Giants here. Now let's get into picks. Week 10. Joe yep. won How seven and six. <laughs> One over 500. Then it was true. a tough week. Would it you was. all agree? It was a very tough week. It was, it was very, a tough week. And, I mean, and it was crazy. To me, yeah, this NFL season's been a little bit wild, and it's been a little bit inconsistent. And and I think this year, more than in the last few years, it's kind of tough to, to, to guess, mm-hmm. obviously, who's going to win. But there's been so many upsets. And, and, and again, so many teams losing at home, yeah. which really in the NFL, is, is uh, it's tough to do. So... Yeah. I mean, what it's worth. Yeah. It, th- this week was insane, though. Like, I, I can't remember another yeah. week like this. No. Saints losing at home to the Falcons, unheard of. Um, 
I mean, the Jets getting their second win, obviously, they beat us. But Dolphins going and beating the Colts, I think that was on the road, too. I'm pretty sure. But yeah. either way, that's oh, yeah. unbelievable. Oh, They're, that was a slap in my face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that also knocked me out of my suicide league and cost me a whole bunch of money. So, mm, damn. thanks, Dolphins. <laughs> uh, but overall, for uh, picks, Joe's still in the lead, 92-55-1. and one. That's a good record. Yep. I'm three games back, 89-58-1. and one. And Sean is six total games back with 86, 62, and one. So let's start it off. Thursday night football, uh, AFC North. Steelers go to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Browns bounce back and beat the Bills last week. Uh, Steelers also looked very good against the Rams. Uh, Should be interesting. This one's a tough one for me. But uh, I'm, I'm going Steelers to get it done on the road. The Steelers' uh, defensive front has looked uh, phenomenal over the past couple of weeks, uh, even their secondary with Minka Fitzpatrick uh, after the yeah. trade looking so good. But they get after the quarterback, and the Browns' line, as we've seen this season, uh, is not great in protection. So I think, uh, you know, the Browns, they get a win last week um, against the Bills, think that they're going to build their confidence. But this is a Steelers team who I think has won – what four in a row now and i don't i don't think they have any plans on stopping i think this defense goes in and dominates on thursday night in a kind of low scoring game especially with mason rudolph still in there their offense hasn't um taken off yet obviously they've been able to win these tight games but i think it's another low scoring game that uh steelers going to cleveland and uh, win this one on thursday night the 135th meeting between these two teams mm-hmm. wow. um and i believe the steelers have won 130 of them I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a one joke. One in surprise would not be surprised at all. Yeah, everybody like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. I thought that was a real stat. You yeah. could think that. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, you know, as as the owner of Odell and Landry, the last two weeks, those guys have picked it up by virtue of that. I've noticed uh, Nick Chubb running the heck out of the football. Uh, it seems like the Browns have sort of figured some things out. They got off to a terrible start. First home win of the season, if you can believe that. Uh, I am going all in on Baker and the Browns getting it done Thursday night at home. How do you like that? I mean, it's Movember, and Baker Mifflin's got that mustache. Mm, It's sir. Could be his week. Yeah, and I mean, they already had Jarvis Landry and Odell as that dual-headed threat through the air. Now they got Kareem Hunt, who came back last week, dual-headed threat through the ground. Mm-hmm. So it's not a bad pick. And the Steelers oh, – I totally forgot what I was going to say there. But uh, moving on, Cowboys at Lions. Uh, Cowboys lost to the Vikings last week. Uh, Lions uh, Lions have been looking pretty solid. They've been looking like one of the better teams in the NFC North. Uh have struggled to win some games. They're still possibly looking at a wild card spot. Uh, Cowboys, whenever a team's decent, they struggle. I mean, they they struggled a little bit against the Giants until that stupid black cat came out on the field. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Whenever I can pick against Cowboys, I pick against Cowboys. So Lions are going to get it done at home at Ford Field. Yeah, I I also hate to pick the Cowboys. um, But unfortunately, this week, I'm going to have to do it. 
Um, Matt Stafford is still questionable at this point. That's a big key to this game. I think if Jeff Driscoll is in there, then I'm going to take the Cowboys all day. I'm still going to go Cowboys, though, here. Lions, have the, they've been in close games this season, but they've they've struggled to close out those close games. They've, they've lost a lot of close games. And um, at home, I think that Cowboys, after a tough loss, they go into Detroit and uh, they win a tight one down the stretch. If Matt Stafford plays, then maybe we get a better game. Um, a lot more offense, but I, I think that the Cowboys will still be able to pull it up. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I feel like the, the Lions, not to the caliber of the Giants, but I still think that they uh, struggle to close games out. I think kind of yeah. nailed that one. Uh, and again, I think with Stafford being still questionable uh, and, and, and with apparently broken bones in his back. Mm-hmm. It's scary. I hate the Cowboys, but I'm going to take a, a healthy Dak Prescott in this one. All right. The stat I remember for the Steelers, uh, James Conner's back. Oh, so. uh, yeah, that will help. Nice. Yeah, that should help. That should help. <laughs> yeah. Wish you would have mentioned that before I made my pick. But. All right. Then, uh, then we got the AFC South, Jags at Colts. Nick Foles is back. Uh, Colts rough loss to the Dolphins. Uh, How is this not the Thursday night game? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is what the Thursday night game usually is. It's yeah. usually two crappy AFC South. South teams. Yeah. Oh no, no, that's normally the Jags and the Titans. You get the diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Big Richard Nick's back. I'm going Jags to get it done. I like, yeah, I didn't even uh, equate that into my pick, but um, even with that, I'll I'll still go Colts with uh, I mean, Colts had Brian Horner last week. I said last week that he looked decent aside from the pick six in the game the week before that, but obviously that didn't come up to show. He had a he had a pretty rough week against the Dolphins, but getting Jacoby Brissett back will be big for this offense. Colts defense has been great this season. I I expect him to get some uh some pressure up front against Nick Foles in his first game back. I think that. You know, we said AFC South games are usually ugly ones. I think this would be another pretty low-scoring game, and I think that the Colts will be able to pull it out um, probably by a field goal late in this one. I agree getting Jacoby Brissett back will make a big, big difference for the Colts because without him, Brian, here's the thing. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but Colin Kaepernick is getting mm-hmm. a tryout, and I guess like 10 teams or so were showing up, yeah. including the Giants, which Giants is are. stupid. Yeah. I mean, you, you have a veteran quarterback on the sideline if you want someone to get killed the rest of the year. <laughs> there is no reason in the world why Brian Hoyer should ever start an NFL game, especially when there's a viable option out there named anything, anybody else, literally any other person. <laughs> and, and then when you have someone like Colin Kaepernick who's like, can I get a job? And Brian Hoyer's out there starting a professional football game. There, there's something wrong with that. Um, no offense to Brian Hoyer, but he's just garbage. And because of that, I'm going to uh, go with the Jaguars. I hope they smash the Colts to smithereens. Okay. I'm so pissed about that. <laughs> well, I mean, Brissett is... Is he coming back this week? Yeah. Yeah, he's not even on a injury report. I know. Going just in spite of Brian Hoyer. Correct. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Tell right. angry I am at the Colts. Oh, they let all, right. all of football down last week. 
Yeah, Brian Hoyer was made to hold a clipboard, not a football. Yes. <laughs> uh, then a AFC East matchup as the Bills go to the scorching hot Miami Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bills coming off a tough loss last week and Dolphins coming off a win against the Colts. Uh, yeah, there, there's still no way in the world I would ever pick the Dolphins. Bills are going to get it done. Yeah, I wanted to sneak them in there this week, but I, I couldn't find come to do it for myself. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bills this week. Um, I think this will be a, a pretty tight game, though. I, I think the Bills playing a, a couple good teams over the past couple weeks and uh, losing to the Browns as well. I think that they're showing in the second half of their schedule they they have some losable games and that that's going to be a tough stretch for them to try and make this wild card run. But um, yeah, I'm going to go Bills, I think. And even though the Dolphins are actively tanking, a lot of people think that they're just trying to lose. I think that Brian Flores, their first-year coach, um, thinks opposite of that. I think in his first year as the head coach, he wants to go out and win games. Um, so I think that they're not they're not actively trying to lose. Obviously, they don't, they're one of the least talented rosters in the NFL, but they're still coming out and playing hard every week. So that's why I think it will be a tight one down the stretch, but the Bills will pull away. I can't believe I'm going to do this. Uh-oh. I really can't believe I'm going to do this. The Bills are, I believe, and I, and I don't have the information to back this up, the worst 6-3 and three team in the history of the NFL. Okay. I could be wrong. Maybe there's been <laughs> other fake teams that have figured out how to get to 6-3. and three. Um, I, think the, I, I think the Bills uh, coming out of the bitter cold of New England and going down to – not New England, but you know what I mean, like upstate, upstate New, New York, York just yeah. the, the whole East Coast in general. <laughs> I think when you go from cold to hot and you're facing a team that's as hot as they've been all year, I think you got to watch out. I think some Fitz magic. I think the Bills get revenge embarrassed. Game. A revenge game <laughs> in Miami. I like the I like the Dolphins 17-16. All right. I, I, I'll I give you a score and everything. I almost picked them this week. I'm doing it. All right. Okay. Then the Broncos go to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. If this were in Denver, I, I, I like to pick the Broncos in Denver. Uh, altitude is a big, big home field advantage. But it's in Minnesota. And uh, I just think the, the the Broncos defense hasn't been what it's been in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vikings offense has a great running behind Dalvin Cook and letting, uh, letting Kirk Cousins occasionally do something good <laughs> when he can. But, uh, yeah, I think the Vikings are just going to be too much. I mean, their defense is still pretty stout, and they will get it done at home. Yeah, Kirk Cousins um, starting to break that uh, that primetime curse maybe with the win over the Cowboys last week uh, going in on the road and beating the Cowboys. But, I mean, you, you said it. The Vikings have looked uh, great over the past couple of weeks. A lot of people are talking about Christian McCaffrey in the MVP race. Um, a lot of people are forgetting Dalvin Cook um, is having just – just about as good of a season, a little bit less than the numbers, but he's he's been impactful for the Vikings and a big reason why they have as good of a record they do right now. I think, yeah, at home in the Dome with the Broncos coming in, I think that the Vikings go out and win huge in this one. Denver has won three of their last five. And I can't believe I'm doing this, but uh, I'm going to pick Minnesota. 
And I only say that because, you know, I don't like to pick Kirk Cousins. He's a bum. Yeah. Played you there for a minute, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. I, I like, me, I like the Broncos. I thought I was going to make up some ground this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I mean, last week was I figured it out. Last week was so crazy because we agreed on almost everything. Me, yeah, me, did. and Sean only had one game we didn't agree on. Is that right? Yes. Oh wow. Well. So uh, and what did I have? Yeah, I noticed two. That. Makes yeah, sense. Like but yeah. <laughs> I think that's how it worked. Yeah, I mean, we, when we agree, last week was... looked like some obvious games. Yeah, but I thought there was also a lot of like. You know, one team over 500, one under 500. And those games are always tough. Those are always tough. And I feel like those kind of split. Like uh, the ones you definitely thought didn't happen. It was just a tough week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the two of the tough picks from last week, the Saints go to the Bucks. I mean, Saints coming off a terrible upset against the Falcons. And I mean the Bucks coming off a win against the Cardinals. Uh, I can't see the Saints losing another one, especially to the Bucks. They're gonna get it. They're gonna get it done. Uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees is gonna light a fire under them, and I, I, I would not be surprised if this is a shellacking. Yeah, there's no way Sean Payton could be happy right now um, after the embarrassing home loss to the Falcons. I think that um, the Buccaneers, they're they're a very tough team to read. Um, they're very up and down every week. But I think that after the win last week, I think that, like you said, the Saints are pissed off and that they're going to go into Tampa Bay and that they're going to try and hang some points on the Buccaneers' defense. And they easily could. Um, Buccaneers run defense pretty good, but that secondary has been awful, and they just uh, released Vernon Hargraves, one of their first-round picks. So I expect them to go into Tampa Bay, throw all over them, and that the Saints will uh, win pretty handily after a tough loss last week. The Bucks had dropped four straight games. New Orleans had won four in a row. And then the opposite results last week for these two teams. But I'll tell you something. Did you know the Buccaneers are averaging six more points per game than the Saints this year? Oh, you didn't know that. Averaging you 28. Know? Saints only averaging 22. Jameis Winston leads the league in interceptions since he came into the league um, over any other quarterback. I can totally see that. I dropped O.J. Howard earlier this year because Jameis Winston, for some reason, doesn't like throwing to his tight end. Don't know what the reason is. Expected that guy to have a huge year. Jameis Winston sucks. I think that's a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think where we stand right now in Tampa, I want to take the Bucks. I think the Bucks. No, 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 no. I don't. Don't you don't dare look at me like that. Let me tell you something. <laughs> The Buccaneers lost a lot of games. Three and six on the air. Every one of those games, they've been in it. This team could very easily be six and three. Maybe, maybe seven and two. Yeah. Uh, I I have looked at their schedule. They have been in very close games. It's been close, and I feel like that win last week against Arizona, 
And the way that game went back and forth, I just feel like this is one of those kind of turn-the-corner games for them. I think they're going to be at home, riding the wave. New Orleans, the something ain't right there. Alvin Kamara had four carries last week. He was virtually useless. So, yeah. going all in on Mr. Winston. I, I, I think... I if think, they lose, he's dead to me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think the real key for the Bucks is... Can Jameis throw to Mike Evans? Whenever whenever he gets Mike Evans involved, it's a winnable game. Whenever he forgets that Mike Evans exists, they, they lose. And uh, the Saints have one of the best defenses this year. Uh, I, I think they know Mike Evans is good enough, and they, they'll put Marshawn Lattimore on him. And mm-hmm. The cool. Bucks' run defense is going up 77 yards a game. And... The Saints really haven't been able to run the ball much past few weeks. Kamara was out back in last week, didn't do much. I'm telling you, I feel like this is a recipe for an upset. Uh, so we'll see what happens. All right. Then uh, the Jets, after their win against the Cowboys, stay in the NFC East as they go to Washington to take on the Redskins. Uh I, I, I don't know what's up with the Redskins. I mean, I, I, is Case Keenum starting? Is no, they uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. Yeah, is, they so so Dwayne Haskins is finally getting first team reps. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, I, I, I feel once he starts getting first team, I mean, he, he was thrown into games playing with a practice squad pretty much Yeah, the whole year. Against so, the Pats defense and the Vikings defense, too. Not not an easy task for a rookie quarterback. I mean, and the Giants defense made them look amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Adrian Peterson is averaging 4.3 yards per carry. Mm. He has almost 500 yards on the season. He's been playing last couple weeks. He's been on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bill Callahan likes to run that ball. <laughs> Wouldn't it be something? Because and I mentioned this earlier. You know, obviously, the Giants have a game with the Dolphins coming up, and there, there was some question because they obviously beat the Jets. The Jets beat the Giants. Are the Dolphins worse than, than the Giants? What if the Redskins beat the Jets and the Giants have beaten the, the Redskins? Does that, I mean, right? Wouldn't that make sense? It would just muddle how bad both yeah. New York teams are compared to the other two teams outside of the Bengals that people consider the worst in the game. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I'm going Jets here to get it done. Uh, Darius Gase is also back for the for the Redskins, so I would expect him to get more of the carries than AP. But, yeah, yeah, I picked the Jets. They looked great stopping Saquon Barkley, and Saquon Barkley is granted he – might be a little injured, but he, he's still a stud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, Jets run defense in terms of yard yards per carry, they they're number one in the NFL right now. And uh, we saw it firsthand Sunday. Uh, Saquon got shut down and had literally nowhere to run. I think that they continue that this week um, against AP and Darius guys coming back. I'm sure they'll probably split the carries um, after him coming off of IR. But uh, yeah, I think that. And the Jets, they even they got off to the, the quarterback against the Giants. I know that the Giants don't have one of the best offensive lines in the league, but neither do the Redskins, especially with Trent Williams out. I think that they'll get after the young quarterback in this game. They'll stop the run, and that um, Sam Darnold will, will do just enough maybe to uh, beat the Redskins. I'm going to go Jets. I'm 
I'm convinced that Dwayne Haskins will have a good game. Okay. I, I think that the Jets are probably buying their own BS, if you will. Uh, I, I, I think they're patting themselves on the back for beating a crappy Giants team because everybody told them the Giants were better than they were. And that wasn't true. ESPN's football power index actually has the Redskins favored to win this 57.5%. And uh, I don't know why, because you make a lot of good points about, about this game. Um, and you would think that the Jets should win this game. But the way this weird NFL season is gone, I can't help but think that the Redskins will win the game. Also by a score of 17 to 16. All right. I feel like uh, yeah. I feel like last week was a turning point for the Jets where uh, finally Sam Darnold has had some sort of stability, gotten used to the Adam Gase offense, started to look good. I mean, two rushing touchdowns. I, I think the Jets are now starting to come into what People thought they were, I mean, not as good as what people thought they were going to be this, but how good they actually are, which, I mean, still isn't that good, but I think it's better than the Redskins. Now, the Falcons, big upset against the Saints last week. Panthers almost pulled off an upset against the Packers last week. So, now they they go head-to-head. Kyle Allen has uh, been all right. It, It seems like... The season of the backup quarterback has started to die down here. Um, The Falcons, I mean, they they had that big win. I don't know how. I I, I still don't think they're that good. I mean, riding off some hype after Matt Ryan coming back. But uh, Panthers are right now the fourth best fantasy defense in, uh, in fantasy football. So... Panthers defense is stout. Uh, Kyle Allen has done enough to show that he can win games. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Panthers to get it done at home. Yeah, in that, in that game um, against the Packers for the Panthers, Kyle Allen showed up and um, he played a pretty good game, especially in the cold weather. I think that he proved that he could be the Panthers uh, quarterback moving forward. And I think, um, yeah, Falcons, after a huge win in New Orleans, not – I'm sure not anyone even in their building expected them to win that game. Um, I think that this is a very tough one. I I think that the Falcons have, with their explosive offense, have a chance to go into Carolina and build on what they just did in New Orleans. But at the same time, you said the Panthers' defense is pretty good. And um, I expect that Christian McCaffrey will have uh, an absolute ball game against this Falcons' de- uh, defense, yeah. who has been terrible against the run. And on top of that, he's huge threat out of the backfield. Um, I just think that... This Falcons defense won't be enough for the Panthers offense and that the Panthers uh will win this one. Uh yeah, I I agree. I think McCaffrey's just gonna be too much. I'll tell you what, uh for anybody who, who when you picked in fantasy, you took uh Saquon or Kamara or uh Zeke Elliott ahead of McCaffrey, <laughs> you gotta be kicking yourself right mm, now. Yeah. McCaffrey, I mean, week in and week out, the guys the guy's there and he's putting up the numbers. Uh, it, you know, you can't say enough good things about the way Kyle Allen has stepped in. I think he's certainly earned that job in the future. 
and and I think overall, hey, you know, Atlanta's a mess. You know, big win last week. Nice to see. Maybe they kind of turn things around. I just think the Panthers might have a little too much uh, for uh, for Atlanta, especially on the road. It's gonna be uh, gonna be warm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, right. those, those Falcons, when they get outside, weird things happen, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did win in a dome. That's, they, they, have, they, play they like the dome. domes. Yeah. They do. They're a good dome team. Now, in my opinion, the game of the week, MVP uh, talk quarterbacks going at it as Deshaun Watson and the Texans go into Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. This is going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, I mean Deshaun Watson, and uh, Lamar Jackson going at it. Uh, I think the key here in a game like this, it's going to be defense and JJ uh, Watts out for the rest of the season. That's that's the best player on the Texans and probably the only good defensive player on the Texans. The Ravens, uh, they've shown after the Marcus Peters trade. And, I mean, Marlon Humphrey is a beast. Uh, they've shown very – they've shown glimpses of a solid defense. And, I mean, did they – coming off a bye, I mean, no, they they demolished the Bengals. And before that, they beat the New England Patriots. Ravens are for real, and they're going to show it again at home as they beat the Texans. This is a really tough one, I thought. Um you got the two MVP candidates probably at the front right now, Lamar and uh, Deshaun. But well, yeah, Russell Wilson. Well, I, yeah, Russell Wilson too. But I, two of the top three, I would say. But anyways, these both these offenses are super explosive. Um, Ravens like to use their run game to get into that pass game, and uh, I think that they'll have success with that against the Texans. Um, other than DJ Reader, the Texans D tackle, they're they're not um, super stout against the run up front. So I think that you know, they'll get to. Look to get Lamar, um, Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards involved a lot and then use their tight ends and the receivers like they like to do. And I think that they'll have success with that, even though on the other side, um, the Ravens secondary has has looked great over the past couple weeks. But going against this attack with um, D-Hop and Will Fuller and Kenny Stills, I think that it might it might be problematic for them. So I expect a lot of points in this one for sure. And I, But I think that... Um, Eventually, in the end, the Ravens will pull it out probably by a field goal at home in this one. The last three weeks, Baltimore's defense has been ridiculous. Uh, if you have them in fantasy, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, last week, 24 points they put up. I mean, just ridiculous. Yeah. I I love Deshaun Watson. Loved him in college. I think he's going to become an absolute superstar in this league. But I think right now, Lamar Jackson is a little bit better. And I think that that defense is a little bit better. And uh, I think it's going to be a close one. I don't think Houston plays well on the road. And I just don't see them. I think they're going to come up just short in uh, in Baltimore. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I think this game equates to the college football game we had last week with LSU and Bama. Mm-hmm. Both very explosive offenses. Um defenses that aren't as good as we we've, we've seen in the past uh I, I think this is going to be high scoring and yeah it's, it is it's going to come down to defenses here speaking of defenses probably the best defense in in the league the niners 
Coming off a loss to the an overtime loss to the Seahawks. Great game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A phenomenal Monday night football game. They host Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. They're mad. They're pissed off. They lost at home on a Monday night game. Uh, this is going to be ugly for the Cardinals. Niners, get it done. I agree with you on this one. Um, even though the Cardinals brought the Niners um, to the very end just two weeks ago on a Thursday night, I think that the um, 49ers will be at home for this one. They've used the home field advantage to the best, aside from Seahawks' loss, obviously. But I think that, yeah, you said it. They're pissed off, um, and they're going to go and take it out on the Cardinals. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo played a great game against the Cardinals two weeks ago, and I think that he'll continue to do that this week and tear it up. Hopefully that they'll have Emmanuel Sanders, their number one receiver, but, yeah, I don't think – and the Cardinals' offense started to dip off a little bit. Kyler Murray still looks good. But David Johnson has been terrible this year. Um, Larry Fitz obviously getting older. Christian, Church, Christian Kirk has been all right, but they don't really have that number two receiver behind them. So I think that, yeah, Niners will come out and they'll win this one pretty big at home. Uh, DJ Jones, Joe Staley, and George Kittle all out for this game for the Niners. Uh, the Monday Nighter was quite the banger. Uh, I think it took a lot out of the 49ers. Uh, I, you know, again, I think when you're riding the the, the perfect season, uh, a loss like that uh, could be devastating. Uh, Kyler Murray is having himself a fantastic rookie season. He actually leads Arizona in rushing. Mm. I don't know if everybody was aware of that. Um I love the year uh, Fitzgerald is having. Uh, yeah. Thought he was finished, so that's that's been awesome to see. Uh, I really like the Cardinals a lot. I think they'll give the Niners quite the game, uh, but I think San Francisco wins this one. Yeah, I mean, people are people are talking about Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey, and MVP talk. I, I think you got to put Nick Bosa in there too. This dude is killing it. And uh, if there's any defensive player this year to be in the MVP talk, it's Nick Bosa. 100%. Then uh, the Bengals go to Oakland to take on the Raiders. Uh, Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Pretty easy. Yeah, Raiders. <laughs> All right. And then a interesting. Does anybody think the Bengals are going to win a game? No. Nope. Are they going to go 0 16? Let me. Hold on. I want their schedule real quick. Uh, no, they still have the Dolphins, which should be interesting. That Dolphins are hot, though. Watch out for them. Scorching hot, yeah. like you said. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, I they think they have yeah uh, away at Raiders, home against the Steelers. That's an L. Home against the Jets. I say probably an L. Um, away against the Browns. Home against the Pats. That's an L. Maybe the only yeah the only winnable game is maybe in Miami or at home against the Jets. And I don't think they could beat either of those teams honestly. Well, I think the Browns could be winnable. Maybe. But, um, yeah, I mean. They, they they decide their own fate whether they get to pick between Tua or Joe Burrows or whether they get the leftovers mm-hmm. in the draft. But uh, moving on, an, an interesting game as the New England Patriots go to Philly to take on the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles have looked pretty good the past couple of weeks. Um, Patriots obviously had that tough loss. To the Ravens, uh, coming off a bye now. Uh, 
I, I think this game is going to be closer than a lot of people think. I think it will be a hard-fought game. But, I mean, the pa- Patriots are going to get it done. I hate both these teams uh, with a strong passion. So, another tough one to pick. But, uh, I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think it will be a lot closer game than people think. And I really, I, I was about to go Eagles in this one at home after they've been looking good the past couple of weeks. But I don't think Pat's coming off the bye after a tough loss against the Ravens. I just... I mean, Belichick is the best game planner in the league. I think that he'll be ready to go into this game. But like we said, Eagles are hot, so I, I expect a very uh, good game in America's Game of the Week, but that the Pats will probably win by a field goal or a touchdown on this one. The Eagles are averaging 24.9 points per game. They're giving up 23.7, and their record is 5-4, and four, and that, that would seem to all <laughs> add up, wouldn't it? Yeah. The Patriots are scoring 30 a game. They're allowing 10.9, uh, and they're giving up 10.9 because of the disaster uh, last, not last week, two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. Uh, so I think if you look at the numbers and sort of the way this works, uh, and, and I know the Eagles are playing better, I just don't think they're going to find enough offense against a very good Pats defense. Coming off a of bye, Belichick, he's, there's no way – uh, and and I'll be honest, I don't even think this one's going to be close. It, it it may it may be close on paper, like, yeah. like a like a thirty one nineteen game. Yeah, Eagles score late. Or yeah, something. one of those. But I I I think it'll have been decided by halftime. All right, and then uh, for the primetime game Sunday night, the Bears go to L A to take on the Rams. Um, Rams have started to struggle here a little bit mm-hmm. um and the bears they, they they're coming off a win against the lions who did not have their starting quarterback but they, they've also struggled and uh, i mean preseason people were talking about them being going to the super bowl mm-hmm. but uh the, this is a tough one to call uh I'm, I'm just going with what's been more consistent and that's the rams here uh it's going to be a tight one as all, all Bears games are, but the Rams will pull it out late. I think this is probably the, the toughest call of the week, honestly, um, the Sunday night game. Yeah. I, um, I'm going to go Bears in this one. I think that Rams have been struggling. Uh, Jared Goff has not looked the same ever since the Super Bowl last year. He's had a pretty rough year this year. Um, and I think that the Bears, the Bears front will look to get after him, and I think that they will succeed in this game, especially with uh, – a couple of the Rams offensive linemen getting hurt last week. Uh, Rob Havenstein, their starting tackle. So, And with the Bears defense, they still, even struggling this year, they still have all those playmakers on defense that can get after the quarterback. They got, you know, obviously Khalil Mack, Leonard Floyd, yeah. Akeem Hicks. So I think that the Bears will, this will be the spot in the season where they'll turn it around. And I think that they have a chance to win this one on Sunday night. Um, yeah, and I hadn't picked any, any upsets up until – this one this week this is my gonna be my upset this week but i just I, I just have a weird feeling that a lot of people are favoring the rams right now and going to this one but they're struggling uh just as much as the bears i think that the bears will go in and uh shock some people and win this one on sunday the night. the bears don't score enough points they're only averaging 18 points a game i again i don't see where a team starting a backup quarterback uh is going to be able to score enough points to win Against, uh, I, I, you know, again, look, the Rams are a disaster. 
you know, as far as expectations are concerned. Um, and I just don't say it. I don't say it. The Bears, no. Going to be Rams. Close game, but Rams. All right. And then Monday Night Football, uh, AFC West battle as the Chiefs go to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Um, Chiefs disappointing loss last week. Uh, I, I think they bounced back. That was Patty Mahomes' first game back after the injury. I, I think Joey Bosa ain't going to have nothing to say to Patty Mahomes as he will light it up and they will they, they will show that they are back to the Chiefs we know and love. I think the, the Chargers win um, a couple of weeks ago against the Packers was more of a fluke than anything. They're they're having a bad season. It was just a, a big win that shocked a lot of people, but I think that will be their biggest win in the season. I think that the Chiefs, like you said, Patty Mahomes coming back, uh, he, he played a great game. It was just the, the Titans did more in that game. So I think that they'll hang a bunch of points on a Chargers defense that's struggling and that they'll win uh, pretty handily on, on Monday night. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what. I mean, the not for nothing, but the Chiefs' defense is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. They're they're allowing almost 400 yards a game. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the Chargers' offense just isn't isn't that good, uh, and so I feel like they're they're just not going to be able to generate enough. Uh, in in what could be a bit of a shootout, I think. I did mention uh, last week, I think I said that uh, Phillip Rivers um, it, it lost his edge. And you pointed out he was leading the NFL in passing, passing yardage. Yeah. And then what happened? They lost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I picked I the Raiders to right. win. You know what I mean? I hate <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> I picked the Raiders to win, but stats are stats, you know? Here's the problem with the NFL. Everybody throws for like 350 yards. I mean, it's not, it, this isn't like, remember like 20 years ago, if a guy threw for 300, you were like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, now everybody does it 400 yards and you're like, eh, okay, that just means you're getting your butt kicked. That's why you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what those big yardage games end up being. I, I mean, I almost don't want my quarterback to lead the league in yardage. Yeah, uh, this week on by are the Giants, the Packers, the Titans, and the Seahawks. Now, we just had our picks. Let's talk some fantasy football. The perfect lineup for this week would have been Lamar Jackson or Patty Mahomes. They each had 32 points. Four running backs. Derrick Henry had 32. Dalvin Cook had 30. Wide receivers, Christian Kirk had 37. And Darius Slayton had 34. Tight end, Mark Andrews had 23. Uh, Flex, Tyreek Hill had 32. And for the defense, the Ravens had 23. Uh, I was carried by the Ravens, both uh, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, this week in fantasy. What are you expecting this week in fantasy, Sean? A um, couple matchups I like for a quarterback position. I'm going to go. You're you unstoppable. Go. You see this? <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah they, they, yeah. yeah, they hype you up in fantasy this year. You're good with it. Uh, I believe it, though. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> um, quarterback I, I like this week is, uh, I mentioned it when we were talking the 
Cardinals Niners game, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had a great game against the yeah. Cardinals when they played two weeks ago. Um, and I don't expect much to change, to, uh, especially this week. Coming off a loss and uh, playing at home, I expect even bigger numbers than he put against the Cardinals two weeks ago. Uh, running back, I like Le'Veon Bell this week against the Redskins. Um, they've been giving a whole bunch of points up to running backs this year. And uh, after struggling before the Giants game uh, for a couple weeks, he it looks like he got it back on track last week a little bit, and he'll continue to do that against the Redskins. He'll have a monster game. Wide receiver, I like uh, Keenan Allen. Joe mentioned that the Chiefs defense has been terrible, and the big part of that has been their secondary. I think that Keenan Allen uh, is a very ideal matchup this week for him. He'll go out and put up a lot of points. And then for tight end, I have uh, Darren Waller. He's my tight end in one of my leagues. But he's he's been quiet the past couple weeks, and I think that going against a Bengals team and a defense especially who's been terrible this year, they'll look to get him involved in that. He'll put up a lot of points this week. Um, I'm going to just give you a couple that I really like. I mentioned the Ravens' defense has been outstanding. I decided not to play them this week because I feel like it could be a shootout with the Texans. Mm -hmm. yeah. I picked up the Steelers, who for some reason were yeah. readily available. Uh, I'm going to just check off the, the last few weeks. They've put up 22, 19, 15, 14, 13, and 19 points. Wow. That, that defense is putting up some really big-time numbers uh, on a team that's really not that great. So uh, I, that's, that's uh, somebody to look into. Uh, Dan Bailey from Minnesota, if you're looking for a kicker, I grabbed him. He's been great. A lot of field goals they kick uh, in, in Minnesota. Also, Kyle Rudolph, four catches last week, two in the end zone. He's been coming on strong. Uh, Got to like him. Not crazy about uh, Alvin Kamara. You know he hasn't had more than 70 yards in a game since week one? Mm, I did not. That's wild. Yeah. Um, I am going to actually bench him this week for the starting uh, – for, for the tag team – 49er duo of uh, Coleman and Beretta. I'm yeah. doing that because I'm I'm really just uh, it's been getting frustrating. If it weren't for the catches, uh, I would have probably traded Alvin Kamara already this season. That's how bad things have been getting. Uh, I've got Kyler Murray in the starting lineup this week. He's had some fantastic games the last few weeks. Unfortunately, uh, he's in there against the Niners. Yeah, not going to be great. Oh, and I um. So excited. You and I talked about this, or maybe it was, I don't remember which one of you. We talked about uh, Slayton, and I had picked him up, and my goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good pickup. You yeah. need that guy. Yeah. He's, he's probably available. Snag him. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, uh, I mentioned him last week, Kareem Hunt. He had 14 points last week. Uh, I expect him to get, uh, now that he's been accustomed, get more of the workload. Yeah, well, he had a lot of catches too. I think seven catches in his first game yeah. back. It's a lot. So uh, that's big. Uh, also, I picked up the Jets defense this week, going up against Washington. I expect uh, Dwayne Haskins to throw at least one interception. And I yeah. mean, we saw what the Jets defense did last week against the Giants. Uh, I think they will continue it against a another not good team in the uh, Washington in Washington. As well, um, Devin Singletary, uh, if he's still available, he's been putting up monster points uh, for the for the Bills. As well as, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Darius Geis is back. If you can find him, uh, if you have Adrian Peterson, 
might as well pick up Darius Geis too, handcuff him. See there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joe mentioned how bad Alvin Kamara has been doing in one of my leagues. I've been, uh, I've had Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. I've been starting them getting some points. Berate is out. Scrap it. Going Carlos Hyde this week. Hyde's been great, by the way, for Houston. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, been, uh, he's been a real stud, man. I picked him up in like week three. And, uh, yeah, I just saw Barreda's out, so just a quick update on that garbage I was telling you. <laughs> yeah. My apologies. Also, uh, Damian Williams for the Chiefs. Uh, was sent, when uh, Patrick Mahomes got hurt, a lot of people dropped him. Uh, mm-hmm. Since Patrick Mahomes has come back, he's been putting up decent. He has, but he, Him and Patrick Mahomes put up points together. So if you got him, get him. Uh, and that's going to be it for the show this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening and watching. Uh, Wait, real quick. If the Giants were playing this week, would you pick them? Yes. Of course you would. <laughs> Just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, are you passionate about a subject? Do you have the gift of the gab? Are you interested in putting that together to start your own podcast? If so, check out Clovercrest Media Group. Come and join the Clovercrest Media Group podcast family. You can find all information you need at clovercrestmedia.com. Clovercrest Media Group, the harder we work, the luckier we get. You can also find uh, past episodes of this show as well as multiple other podcasts at clovercrestmedia.com. Make sure you like us on Facebook at Drawing About the G-Men and follow on Twitter at Drawing About G-Men. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And we hope to see you next week. Take care.